Aalto University Podcast. This is Cloud Reachers. Season 2. Welcome, Mika. Nice to start the season two. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Tommy. I'm I'm super excited about this. I think the looking back, like even like this first season was so much fun, but I think like second season is going to be even more promising. I think absolutely. We have it's funny uh, how you start from something like we did for the season one, and then mm-hmm. suddenly you get uh, all these guests coming up, and uh, you are dealing with so fantastic people and thoughts, all the topics. Yeah, yeah. And I think like one of our guests from this uh, season two, uh, Thomas, he mentioned that what, um, and like, I'm not saying that, you know, like we are patting ourselves on the back here, but like what he mentioned was that like, you know, telling stories or giving voice or space for other educators to kind of share their stories, like what they are doing, what kind of innovative things they are doing within the context of learning and teaching. I think that's been like really kind of inspiring for me at least. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And also like when you mentioned storytelling, um, we have had this one question. Um, I think I have at least asked it from all our guests uh, where asked like, okay, well, is there some key moment in your life mm. or career that made you think very differently? Mm. Uh, changed your thinking or somehow kind of paid your path forward. That's really interesting to hear those answers. It's uh, because, I mean, I mean, it seems that um, that people who end up in um, being the ones who inspire others, mm-hmm. um, they uh, seem to have also a lot of challenges or some some points of life or career where they actually have to think. Yeah, yeah. Now that's like, that's a really good point, Tommy. And do you have any Like on the top of your head, like, do you remember, like, can you share any highlights from, or like from answers to this question from season two? Yeah, well, um, for example, in one um, one discussion, um, the the point was that um, it was actually with uh, Saba from California uh, doing a PhD in uh, USC, mm-hmm. University of Southern California, uh, where she shared that um, when she graduated for the, from the master's uh, studies, um, it was not that super easy to find a job. And so she yeah. was really thinking hard, like, okay, what to do? Yeah. And then found education, found learning to be uh, her passion. passion. And uh, it, it's really interesting. So at the same time, it's a super big challenge. Obviously, I mean, we all need, uh, I mean, some interesting mm, work. Mm. But uh, then what if there was not that kind of challenge, right? Mm, so what if exactly. everything is super easy and you just end up doing something <laughs> that perhaps <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are not yeah. really passionate about? Mm. Yeah, I think that's one of the things. And and especially now that there are like so many of these kind of grand technologies, you know, like shaping education, like everyone is saying that, you know, what what do we have? Like artificial intelligence, VR, AR. MR. I, I think you had way more R's in the list as yeah, well. Yeah, we like, have CR as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the next big thing, shaping yeah. education. Yeah. yeah, so it's not an easy task, right? You know, like uh, educators telling these stories, getting students, people engaged, 
But how do you kind of bring in technology there as well? And mm. Yeah, also, but there's a lot of fears. Um, a few weeks ago, I was talking with uh, some some professors. It was a group of four, five professors who uh, seem to have a lot of fears uh, against online learning and technology. Yeah. And really thinking seriously that it will make them useless. Mm. Which is, of course, oh. not the case. Because, I mean, if, even if you do... Uh, Online learning, it's uh, it's still um, successful ones are still a mix of true interaction with the students, uh, be it via video link or some other means. Yeah, exactly. And I think like it's the same, like it's not really about making teachers redundant, but like figuring out, like, giving, actually giving us like an opportunity to rethink our role. Like how do we engage with others? Mm-hmm. I think like... Before before recording this episode, um, you were talking about this like was it business theater, business drama? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know this kind of collaborative teaching, and mm-hmm. and I think like that's I don't know if you want to talk about that, but like that was like one of the cool things that you do like in this Alto Online Learning Initiative, right? Yeah, it was. Um, perhaps I should mention about it. So we had um, our learning at Alto Gala for 2019, and. Uh, and uh, we were thinking uh, with the other strategy coordinators of di- um, different education projects, whether we want to have a keynote or some other activity perhaps f- yeah. to start up uh, the event. And then we came up with the idea of um, somehow dealing with the uh, challenges about co-teaching. Mm. Because people report that, okay, well, sometimes it's nice and sometimes it's kind of <laughs> a struggle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not so yeah, nice, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to put it nicely. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. but many many times it's actually it's, it's also really nice. But yeah. but we I we agree. have to agree that there are also challenges. So my colleague uh, came up with this idea of hiring uh, three actors, mm-hmm. actresses um, from a, a business theater. That's what they call themselves, and um, to basically create a play drama mm. out of all these challenges. So different scenes, different kind of situations where people are not perhaps acting that fairly mm. towards others. And uh, then yeah. then also uh, finding solutions, possible solutions for these kind of challenges. Wow. And still looking at, at the positive sides, and, and like, but the understanding the kind of the complete setup. And I think it was uh, quite a success. So it was uh, full of participants uh, looking mm. at the theater. We had a it, it had a clear start and stop. So it was actual play, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It was in here in the makerspace of the learning center yeah. in Aalto University. Yeah, that's super interesting, Tommy. And I think it kind of resonates with, I think like what we're actually seeing now is that, you know, we are like all the guests that we have for the second season now. Um, I think they also kind of show that, you know, when, when you start departing from this transmission of knowledge into co-creation of knowledge, then you can have like so many methods at your disposal, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not um, it's not always easy, right? As you said, like you know, it's a, it's a bit scary sometimes, you know, taking the leap to the mm-hmm. unknown, and you know, you have no idea whether this is going to fail or succeed, and and how do we kind of make these ideas stick? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's so true. Um, I, I mentioned Saba Saba Gidai already. Um, if I look at like how what she mentioned about her story mm-hmm. back in I think it was 2010, 11 when uh, when she had um, kind of the life changing moment. 
but then if you look at uh, her work nowadays, it's mm. uh, she's doing podcast, starting a new podcast in January, also doing a lot of videos, um, doing a lot of um, very visual communication, Instagram, yeah, talking about uh, in by using very different kind of media about future of learning. And mm. same goes with uh, many other guests. So I was talking with Isabel Face also, who did a master's thesis in Cambridge. Mm. So um, I originally uh, met her while she was uh, running a workshop in Brave New Learning in Amsterdam. Yeah. And uh, it was about the role of humans uh, in the era of AI. So what are the skills that we should learn mm. ourselves mm. when the AIs and robotics are taking so many of our jobs, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, mean, yeah. At least it seems so. At least it's estimated so. Mm. But uh, but if you look at it, so um, she was still using a workshop. So there is still some space for us, perhaps. I mean, at least if nothing else, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> to yeah. workshop, about, yeah, workshop yeah. about our role. Mm. And I think like, like it really goes back to like this uh, help me out the before C's of future skills. Yeah, I mean, Isabel you... was talking about this a lot uh, in, in Brave New Learning. So communication, mm-hmm. collaboration, creativity and critical thinking. Yeah. So these have been uh, estimated to be essential future skills. Yeah. And uh, if you think about it, I mean, of course, I mean, sure, AI and robotics will take many for um, uh, tasks perhaps in the future, but you know, I mean, we still need to able to uh, communicate. Perhaps we have more free time. Mm, mm. We need to communicate. Perhaps we need to find a way to collaborate with each other and uh, and uh, be also very creative, challenging situations, how to be still creative. Mm, exactly. And also look at online information or even offline information with so much going on there. So how yeah, do we yeah. critically think what is really, really factual information. Mm, yeah. It can be also fictional, but then at least we should know that, okay, <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is a yeah. fiction book. Yeah, it sometimes feels a bit that, you know, at the same time, you know, we have like so many opportunities, right? Mm. But then how do you choose the kind of right ones or like which direction to take and like, how do you make your journey kind of meaningful? Mm. But I think like looking looking at the, the list of, guests that we have for the second season, I think they are all kind of moving in that direction, right? That, you know, like they are doing something that is meaningful for them. Mm. Um, I remember like when I when I met you and Dale, for example, you were talking about, uh, was it blended learning? That was also like super interesting. Like I, I wasn't there, unfortunately, in the recording, but mm-hmm. knowing Dale, you know, how he's been pushing the envelope for so many years already on this. And, inspiring others, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he has a very good point of of bringing blended learning into teaching because, I mean, people are moving around. Yeah, It's a virtual mobility. It's a also <clears throat> physical, actual mobility. So um, how do you even dream of uh, doing your teaching if you don't have any blended learning setting, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you just exactly. simply cannot be all the time there where the students are yeah. or the yeah. learners are. So, so you have to be creative. So I think when when you were saying that, um, thinking that you have to be, or I don't, I mean, I don't say you have to be, but uh, <laughs> it might help yeah. by you if you are explorative uh, in yeah. your thinking. So exploring, trying new things, trying different setups. I mean, we tried this podcast. Mm, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we, I, I, it was last year summer when we were 2018 where we were thinking that. Yeah. 
yeah. about doing a podcast. Yeah, it feels like so far away. Yeah. Like, you know, remember like, you know, the equipment we had, like, you know, how that has changed now. And and even like, I don't know if you remember, Tommy, but like how long it took for us to kind of set up, set things up. Like, yeah, it took like, I don't know, half an hour, one hour or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. To find a studio. And nowadays it's uh, rather straightforward. And in the future exactly. it will be even more straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. That's super, super exciting. But I think like... Um, yeah, but it all started from, uh, we were having this sentence that we were hearing that many people said here in our university that it would be nice if somebody would do a podcast, but nobody's doing them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then we were thinking that, okay, well, whatever, we'll just do them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that, like that's super important now that, you know, sharing, yeah, sharing with others, like mm-hmm. with our peers, like other educators, like sharing all the stories, but sharing also our journey, you know, how, how, absolutely. Yeah. And I think like, that's at least that's one kind of way for me to learn as well, you know, listening to others and like understanding like what they have done. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Super interesting. Absolutely. Came to uh, my mind that um, perhaps one way to, um, it's kind of a mindset also, um, to look at the world is uh, instead of looking everything as problems or mm. challenges alone, um, kind of looking what kind of opportunities those, those challenges or problems, if you like, mm. actually bring. Yeah. So if there is a problem that nobody's doing podcasts in the university, <laughs> yeah. how, how about thinking it as an opportunity? Yeah, exactly. Well, if nobody's doing, what if I'm doing? What if, you know, what if this is actually mm, an mm. opportunity? What do you think about it, Mika? Yeah, I fully agree. And like having that mindset, I think it's like, what was, uh, yeah, we had this uh, in the first season, you know, we had this episode with uh, Salu about failures in technology. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think that really resonated with what you said, Tommy, about this uh, kind of, you know, trying out, like, you know, once you try enough and you get this confidence that, you know, okay, even if you fail, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you still build up your confidence and uh, skills. And I think that has been one of like my, like my biggest learning experience so far running cloud reaches with you that um, it's not really like knowing how to operate a mixer is one thing, but then just having this confidence of like, okay, let's, let's do it. Yeah. But yeah. what about you, Tommy? Do you have any? Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, um, what I really have uh, liked about this journey is that uh, we started to create this structure. I think it was your idea, actually, <laughs> to, to really list the que- questions we want to ask from the oh, yeah, guests. Yeah. And uh, those questions have been, of course, elaborated over time and, of yeah, course, yeah. tailored to different guests and uh, whatnot. But, uh, but it's, it's, it's essentially um, the story is built around seven, eight questions with the, from mm-hmm. the uh, mm-hmm. guests. And it works. Yeah, it's so exactly. nice to because it's kind of uh, when you start, you're kind of not sure whether it will work, right? Mm-hmm. And then suddenly you hear some listeners saying that, well, it was really nice discussion, yeah. conversation. Yeah. I learned so much. Yeah, it's like wow, okay, so it seems to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is better feedback? Yeah, I, mean, I fully <laughs> agree. Better yeah, feedback. Yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, like you know, being able to tap into this stories and then like understanding 
I don't know, it, it's difficult to verbalize, but, you know, having this intuition that, okay, this is a topic that the audience would like to hear more. And then you kind of start drilling deeper into that and kind of exploring and then you hear the reception being good. So it's, Absolutely. Yeah. And it's 101. Yeah. I mean, there is something magical in, in 101 podcasts. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I mean, we did some three or I don't know if you have had more people. Maybe perhaps, not. Yeah, three yeah. max. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not saying that it wouldn't work. It it works well, but, uh, but yeah. there is something really nice in, in 101 discussions. Yeah. Yeah, there's like this really kind of intimate space or... Yeah, because in many talk shows, if you look at them, it's it's not really one-on-one. They are like few guests, they're waiting for their turn. Yeah, so, yeah. So kind of machine gun style, like, you yeah, know, like question, yeah. answer, question, answer. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. No no, uh, no real uh, opportunity to go deep. Actually, in season two, I have to mention a really nice uh, discussion also I had with Jana Pejoska, mm. who is doing a virtual reality um, app, if you like, um, uh, where you can look at the look at your um, media usage mm. um, in virtual reality, so in 3D. So you can look at you can wow. go back uh, last year June and look at what kind of videos you were looking at them. Okay. And also, what did you learn? What kind of notes you were making? So it's kind of a way to uh, go to your memory mm. as observed by all these different systems around wow. us. So my data kind of approach, yeah. but in virtual reality, in 3D. Super. And uh, we were discussing this uh, for this season two for the episode. And that just uh, re- very recently, I saw the first result first mm. uh, prototype, if you like. Yeah. It's mind-blowing. Wow. I'm really yeah, nice. I'm sure of that. Unfortunately, I could see my own data because, I mean, it, it wasn't, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's a prototype, so I could see how it uh, should look like, but it was very, very nice. That's actually one, yeah, that's super interesting because we don't, like, how often do we actually go back within, like, an academic year, for example? Like, how how do we bring memories yeah. into uh yeah because nowadays learning, it's all yeah. digital yeah so yeah. in the past we had all these notebooks uh i mean paper notebooks uh, full of notes uh, perhaps some books where we have mm. made some symbols and markings but nowadays mm. it's it's digital yeah. so what did we do the last year so how do you even dream about reflecting about whether whatever you did uh, was actually mm. the right thing to do or would you like to change something? It's not so easy without yeah. such a such a tool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, I think we are going to have quite many interesting topics, groundbreaking topics on uh, season two. Um, do you have any closing closing words, Tommy, on this? Welcome to listen to the exciting season two. <laughs>